Hi everyone, it's Tony Tonkin here from Job Protection Party and particularly from Kids Matter. Glad that you could be with me today to talk about things that I think are important and particularly those issues in relation to children. The issue that I wanted to talk about though is that today I happen to be watching a video on YouTube relating to uh, the anti-vaxxing movement. <clears throat> and uh, I guess one of the things that I'm particularly concerned about is the impact that anti-vaxxers may have on the well-being of children. And I wish to qualify this by simply saying that I remember when I was about six or seven, and <clears throat> so this would have been about 1957, um, <clears throat> and uh, just letting you know, I guess, how old I actually am, and at that time, it was mandated that all children should be vac vaccinated against whooping cough and the measles and a few other things, I guess. But because of my family's religious background, we had a an exemption from that. And I can remember uh, not being vaccinated on that particular day and all the kids that were, which was the, everybody else, uh, returned back to the classroom in tears and distressed and stuff because they just had a, a jab in the arm. And uh, and I was feeling pretty good about myself because I didn't, I didn't need to have this jab, didn't understand the importance or relevance of it at the time because that was my clearly my parents' decision, rightfully or wrongfully, and uh, I didn't have the jab. In fact, I didn't have an inoculation until... Um, I reckon probably just a few years ago when I had my first flu uh, inoculation. And it hasn't been that I've been necessarily anti-vaccine uh, because our kids have been vaccinated over time, I think. and uh, But I, I didn't find the need. And fortunately, I've never, ever um, had any major illness. I did when I was a child, too young to remember any of this. But when I was born, I had diphtheria. And uh, I uh, was hospitalised, I think, and then I overcame that uh, and had very, very little illnesses of a significant nature since. However, I have been concerned. So that's just about my own history. Whether that's relevant or not, I don't know. But it does let people know that uh, I come from a background where getting vaccinations was not the thing to be done. But since then, uh, particularly when I've had kids and so on, and now that we've got COVID-19 uh, wreaking havoc throughout our community, it seems to have become a little bit more important to consider the uh, effect, the impacts that vaccines, particularly the COVID-19 vaccine, how that may be helpful or not. But it does create this debate around whether children should be vaccinated. And I watched a, um, so I'm always interested in finding out what other people may think about a certain subject, what, uh, if they have a different view to mine, I'm always interested in what that view might be because there are occasions when I think, yeah, okay, you've got an argument there and that argument needs to be considered and I'll think about it and weigh it up. And if it fits with my values, I'll accept it. If not, I'll discard it. Now, the vaccine argument uh, at this particular time seems to have been relatively important because we are ravaged by this particular 
um, this particular virus at this moment. And we need to find a way through it. And, uh, and there, look, there have been many examples where vaccinations have assisted in getting rid of measles, to some extent whooping cough, but not entirely. Um, polio in particular, I think there's only one place in Africa at the moment that where they're suffering from polio. But for the and polio was horrific. You know, it was happening back in the 30s and 40s, and uh, there were many people, many children who were paralysed uh, as a result of polio. <coughs> and it wasn't until a vaccine appeared on the scene that the issue was resolved and eventually eradicated. I'm not suggesting for a moment that I think that that will ever happen with COVID-19. It might just sit around like the flu, but if you're vaccinated, at least you're less likely to die from it. Um, and But this particular uh, 60 Minutes video was quite profound because it actually showed children who had received, who um, had suffered from whooping cough and as a result of being too young to be vaccinated, they died. And... Uh, it brought home the horror of losing a child under any circumstance. You know, still remains as today as one of my greatest fears of losing one of my kids who are all now adults. But it does make me think about the necessity to understand the need to protect kids. And of course, one of the problems we've got with COVID-19, particularly the Delta variant now, is that it seems to be impacting uh, a much younger age group than it had in the past. In the past, it clearly, the virus tended to impact and cause deaths in older people. But there, in, South, in Australia at the moment, there are a number of younger people who are in ICUs and some on ventilators. And I find it extremely sad that there's this movement out there now that is telling us that we should not be vaccinated because for some reason our rights are being taken from us that we um, where we haven't been unless you work within uh, uh, some certain environment such as the nursing nursing environment we um, where a lot of elderly people are susceptible to death as a result of COVID-19 um, it is now becoming mandated that health workers uh, receive the vaccine and uh, and I think, well, who's giving the counter-argument? Who are the people that are presenting the counter-arguments? Now, they're often not medical professionals, even though there was this person uh, that is, um, and I can't remember her name, don't want to remember her name. I thought she was rather weird. A uh, woman on this ABC, um, 60, oh, sorry, on the 60 Minutes program, who uh, specifically stated that she had done all this research over 25 years she had rooms and rooms of research and she was convinced that it was the vaccines that were killing people not necessarily the disease even though the evidence suggests completely the opposite to that um, and in one case she suggested that they should have been taking um, vitamin a that if they were given vitamin a that would have um, affected the immune system, lessened the effect I guess a person's immune system would have and that may lead to further, may lead to the cause of the death, not the whooping cough. Now I, I wrestle with all those notions because it turns out this woman was asked if she uh, was a medical practitioner. Um, it says she refers to herself as a doctor so maybe she's got a PhD in something, I don't know. 
and that wasn't established either. But she said, no, she's not a medical doctor, but she sort of touts herself as one. And, uh, and so she presents false evidence, I guess, as to who she really is. And uh, then she uh, says, well, I did, I did do nursing, as if nursing makes you qualified uh, to offer advice around such things as, as vaccinations. Um, and we didn't know how much nursing she did or how long that went for or what the particular qualifications were around that. She might have been an enrolled nurse, for all we know, and not a registered nurse. So <clears throat> this, but the point is that this particular person was someone who was busily advocating uh, against, against vaccinations. And she had a, an incredible following, and she had this offsider who worked with her as well, who writes these articles, these anti-vaccination vaccination articles. And uh, she was asked what her qualifications were, and uh, she had none. So we have on one hand, the, where they're suspicious of the medical practitioners who don't, who, who, who are suggesting that the medical advice, the research and so forth is, um, is pretty sound and that the medical advice says that vaccinations will uh, at least protect you from 85-90%, I guess, which is much better than having no vaccination whatsoever and being susceptible to 100% to the virus. And uh, then we have the other side who rarely find anybody who is... Uh, a substantive member of the medical profession who is suggesting that vaccination, uh, vaccinations uh, should should not be taken because they are dangerous. And I did I do this research every now and again, whereby someone, particularly on uh, Sky News, will talk about somebody else as being the expert. And I'm always interested as to who these experts are. And I discover on many occasions that the experts maybe doctors or they have a PhD in a specific area, uh, but their theories have been disproved over and over again. In fact, one particular doctor was touted by Alan Jones as being the expert in this area, far superior than anybody else. Uh, at the end of the at the end of the day, uh, he was struck off the medical registration. Uh, because his theories and his attitudes and his beliefs were so out of step with uh, the medical profession that they didn't think they needed to own him anymore. So they kicked him out. Now, one could argue that maybe that in itself is a conspiracy. Um, and the other argument, of course, which is presented, which I don't totally disagree with on this one, and that is that the pharmaceutical companies are the ones that do the research. And that is true. They do. The other thing to remember about pharmaceutical research is that an independent body, such as the Therapeutic Goods Association here in Australia um, and the similar organisation in the US, will uh, evaluate that research. And that research is peer-reviewed, so other people will peer-review that research. Now, I know in, in as far as psychiatric medica medication is concerned, a lot of that peer research is done by people that are often paid by the researchers. So I kind of get the argument. But when it comes to something like a vaccine, which distinctly is placed into the body and which could or could not cure a disease and which some people will argue may kill you, is a completely different issue. The point for me is that there are... 
many different views over this particular issue and that we can be persuaded to take one side over another uh, based on our own scepticism around governments in general, our own scepticism around people and how um, those people net generally being uh, those who have control over the resources, namely the pharmaceutical companies, um, those people with investments in those companies and so on, they're the ones that we are often wary of. Um, and I guess at the end of the day, as far as I'm concerned, I want to protect everybody. And I often think, well, those people who refuse to be vaccinated they're not putting us at risk. What, their decisions are simply their decisions. They choose not to have the vaccine and that's simply their business. But do I care about them? And do I care about their children and the people that they profess to love? Well, yep, I do, actually. And I don't want particularly children who can't make these decisions for themselves. I want them protected. And I don't believe that these people who are these anti-vaxxers necessarily do protect uh, the children <clears throat> in their care. And, uh, I mean, I know that there was a time when... I know of a case, actually, recently, it just occurred to me, where a parent was um, had the children taken away <coughs> because... or had a child taken away, I should say, because they believed in alternate medicines. And uh, I think they were Chinese, they were Asian of descent, and they believed in Chinese remedies, and that was viewed as inappropriate. Now, <clears throat> I'd be the first person to stand up to this family and say, well, you're entitled to make your decision whichever way it is, providing that decision isn't necessarily going to harm or inflict these children in any particular way. And I think that it's reasonable to be able to say, well, um, if, if, if whatever it is you're doing doesn't demonstrate any distinct harm or isn't going to affect the kids, then, you know, why not? If you're choosing an alternate med medicine and you believe from your cultural perspective that it works, um, then that is fine, you know? Um, and so I guess does that, does that mean then that any parent who believes that vaccines are going to harm their children should also be protected? Well, I think they should be heard, and I think that is their their decision. Um, but to be, should it be mandated? Um, if the evidence suggests that children are more and more likely to be infected by COVID-19, and the evidence is suggesting that protecting them through a vaccine is highly recommended, then I would suggest perhaps we should lean a little bit towards mandating that process. If it just simply suggests that children are less likely to um, be hospitalised, um, they're less likely to die from COVID-19 than older age groups, then I guess we need to balance that out, right? But if it was to say that children would die, a large percentage of children would die from uh, from COVID-19, then I would I would suggest that perhaps it's a good idea. To, to mandate that to ensure that all children 
uh, safe. Um, you know, as I said, I didn't wasn't vaccinated when I was young, and I seem to have survived through to old age. Uh, so <clears throat> it wasn't too bad for me. So what decisions should we make? I think it's a tough one. It really is a tough one. Um, <clears throat> but should we be marching in the streets, suggesting that all people who that no should we be marching in the streets suggesting that our freedoms have been taken away from us when we're not generally mandated to to take a vaccine i think that's unnecessary um, should we be asking people to wear masks and to stay at home to protect others yes i think we should be um, should we be making a stand against what people see as this corrupt government well I'm not going to argue about that corruption, but I'm going to say that they are dysfunctional. Um, should we listen to the scientists and those people that are offering the advice around all of this? Well, I think we should. I mean, who are we going to listen to? These crackpots on uh, 60 Minutes who, who are arguing that uh, all vaccinations are wrong and vaccinations kill people? No, I don't think we should be. And should we listen to the pundits, people like myself? Or, or people like Alan Jones and Paul Murray and others? Should we be listening to them as they, they fearmonger around this particular issue and generate a lot of um, concern and anger about the things that governments do when I believe those governments in all good faith generally around our health are there trying to look after us and to preserve us? One of the things I think that particularly concerns me is the notion that these pundits are making decisions, or not, well, the decisions aren't enforceable, but they're, they're advocating for things to be done in ways which are influencing people to make decisions that may mean that those decisions may cause loss of life. I think that's the most important thing. And when it comes to our kids, the parents are therefore making decisions based on erroneous information that may cause those children to lose their lives. Not only the kids, but also the elderly and other vulnerable people in our community. So everybody, there's my thoughts on Kids Matter. So thanks very much for being with me on this particular podcast. I hope you have the opportunity to refer to the other podcasts here as well. Uh, there are some great interviews and some great conversations that we've had here on Kids Matter. Thanks, everybody. Look after yourself. Take care and be safe.